Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Josh Campbell. Josh is a Boston-based photographer specializing in sports and fitness photography. He has worked with clients such as Nike, Reebok, Aston Martin, Red Bull, and L.L. Bean, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Josh about how he got into photography, some of his memorable shoots such as photographing legendary quarterback Tom Brady for Aston Martin, and much of his snowboarding photography, and much, much more. Uh, Josh is a guy whose work I've enjoyed looking at for years, so I was excited to get a chance to speak with him more. So I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, Josh Campbell, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks hey. for doing this. No problem, dude. Thanks for having me. Definitely excited to talk to you. I realize I've known you for, I think, probably over 10 years, but there's a lot I don't know about you, so I was excited to sit down and talk to you. Um, but I guess to start off, I was kind of curious, like, where you grew up and um, what are kind of your earliest memories of photography? Sure, yeah. I grew up in this small town called Bath, New York, which is like in the Finger Lakes, about an hour south of Rochester. Oh, wow. So you, I know you said you went to RIT, so it's like you take 390 down to where it ends. It's in, in there. It's like nothing. You'd stop to get gas, is what I say, or McDonald's if you're driving through there. It's a really small town, like 6,000 people. Wow. And uh, yeah, I grew up out there. There's not much to do out there. So, like, you know, growing up, we always had to make our own things to ha- make things happen, you know? Hmm. Um, so we got into like skiing and snowboarding and. Um, you know, eventually it's like in the summertime, you know, whatever. You just get bored. There's just not a lot going on. So, like, picked up a camera and just started taking pictures of whatever there was around. And, did like, early on I did a lot of stuff. Like, my mom had all these, like, bird houses and stuff. And I'd take pictures for her. And she'd print them, like, 8 by 10 and frame them <laughs> and hang them on the wall. And be so, like, stoked and proud of them. And um, she was really, really good about helping that along at the beginning that's pretty cool where where was like out in there because like was there a mountain to go skiing and snowboarding out there where were you doing it out there there's a couple little places out there um there's a couple two places swain and bristol were like the closest ones to me there's some other ones out there Mm. and we always for whatever reason went to swain like our our high school had like a ski club and you could get these coupons and go every friday night would take a bus over and yeah you know they had night skiing there so you could go at night and you just go goof off with your friends and snowboard and night skiing is kind of fun because it's like lit up and it's basically like you go down the mountain in like a minute and a half and then it's like back up no especially out there too because the mountain you know the hills are they're not mountains they're hills they're small like 600 feet of vertical maybe and um but it, it was fun you know it gave us something to do it gave me kind of a d- direction in life i guess kept me from being like a you know with not a lot to do out there a lot of people turn to like drinking and drugs and you know like i i stayed away from that mm-hmm. for you know and just dedicated to what i was doing rather than yeah all that the, nonsense yeah so. the bullshit um so how how old were you when you kind of started like I guess taking your photography more seriously? Like when was do you remember kind of the first camera you got and you're kind of <coughs> starting to try to figure it out? I guess I don't know, I don't know about I know like in high school like I um, well my step the first camera that I used was Pentax K1000 they had in uh, high school which is awesome. I just got another one actually sitting over on my desk and. Uh, I used that at school. That's how I learned, you know, learned how to shoot black and white film. And the uh, the teacher, she was really awesome. She they let me do my own stuff. I could go to the dark room when I needed to. I'd buy my own paper and chemicals and stuff. Nice. And uh, just kind of got to explore it, you know, and see what what was cool in the whole process of just making prints and all that stuff. You know, the magic of all that that was really cool. That's cool. And that, that was kind of like high school time. That was high school, yeah. And then um, I eventually I ended up going to college up in Vermont. Uh, I went for graphic design, actually, because they didn't have a photography program. <laughs> but I really went there just so I could go snowboard at bigger, better places. <laughs> and uh, I went there. I went for three years. I didn't finish actual college. The last year I was there, I'm like, I am not learning shit about graphic design. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get a job, and I'm going to have to pay another year's worth of tuition back. Yep. I was like, let's find a photo school. So I, I bailed on college and went to the Hallmark Institute of Photography. Oh, wow. Um, which is out in Western Mass. Or, no longer is there. They closed down a few years ago. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> but um, 
I, I, but that was really good because that was a 10-month program, you know. So I got to kind of finish, like, that education college years, like, in the kind of same amount of time that I would have if I'd stayed on. Yeah. But Hallmark was a, you know, it was all about business of photography, more so than the art yeah. aspect of photography and the practicality of, like, running a business and and making some money at this that's smart so they would kind of teach you how to like market your photography kind of yeah and just you know tell you you know a lot of it was about working with clients and being on time and just the professionalism of it all and and while it it wasn't like they taught you the good foundation and basics of how to you know shoot photos and light things and stuff but it was more you know be professional show up on time don't be an idiot you know like yeah (laughs) communicate with your clients and all, all that stuff it was really that's that's the stuff that's really important I, and i went to rit which was more technical based they they didn't really really talk that much about business at all which i wish they did uh because as you know like once you start trying to make a living at this the business side kind of takes over anything yeah like i know so many photographers they're like they're great photographers photographers but they're they're really successful because they just know how to like market themselves well you know yeah i mean i, I you know I wish I was better at all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, I'm glad that I had that, mm-hmm. want that aspect. Cause I looked at all the, I looked at RIT and I looked at Brooks and, and I explored all the options and that one just seemed like the one that made the most sense and most bang for the buck that you can. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, going to, if going to photo school, unless you have the money, it's like, it's just so much money now. Like the mm-hmm. amount of m- money yeah. these people, these schools spend. And as you know, like you don't, you don't have to go to school for it. But, uh, I mean, it can help, I guess. Uh, but I, I know at Hallmark, was they've had some amazing teachers there. Was Gregory Heisler there when you were there? No, that was after. But, I, you know, I went back a few times to do, they had like an alumni roundtable discussion where, you know, you talk, you mm-hmm. know, sit down informal question answer thing in front of the the student body and I do that a few times and Gregory was there and like one, he's a brilliant photographer. I was like, Oh cool. I get to meet this guy. And then he was a super nice guy too, to just like have a conversation with. That's cool. Were like most of the teachers there, were they kind of like working photographers themselves or like had pretty much experience doing it? Yeah. When I was there, like I went in, um, I I started in the fall of 99, finished in 2000. So, you know, it was all film and it was, uh, but all the photographer, all the teachers were, had been working photographers. One guy was like an in-house guy at some, I can't even remember what it was, some technical company or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, And then another guy had had like a, you know, wedding and portrait business for years. And then mm-hmm. another guy had lived, was a photographer in New York and did still life stuff down there for years. And, um, you know, so they had working knowledge of the business and then they like were pretty critical of it. You know, uh, yeah. you know like they did, there was no holds barred. It was a pretty serious program. They didn't, they didn't fluff anything up for you. That's nah, that, that man sounds like a pretty good environment. Like how big was like the class size when you were there? Was it like, it was small, it was a small school. So it was like, we st- you started they were pretty tough and they would like if you didn't meet certain requirements they would they would kick you out mm. or you know like so we started with like i think it was like 120 125 people wow. and i think we graduated like 80 some 87 like people either dropped out or didn't make the cut for certain things and yeah. i think over the years that got watered down like but when we were there it was pretty pretty tough and, and i think that's a good thing because it just weeds out like the people that don't aren't, really aren't going to make it anyway and like um that are lazy you know just not going to make it they don't have the they don't have the passion for it you need a drive in this business and if you don't have that drive like you're not gonna it's yeah it's, it's hard like so you gotta if you can't make it through school you're not gonna make it in business no definitely i remember being in photo school and i i still remember it now like some of the first photo classes when i started and i, and I was like at that point i had already been spent shooting on my own for like 10 years just because i loved it and i remember like some kids in my class i was like looking at them and I, was, and I was like you don't really give a shit about this you just kind of think it's going to be a cool job like they I remember talking to kids like yeah i'm gonna like travel the world i'm like yeah you can do that but it's like you really have to it, it you have to love photography, not like all the other stuff that goes with it. Oh yeah. I mean, but that was the cool part about it too. Cause you were there with, you know, a ton of people that were, that were into it. And the oh, one yeah. thing about it being a 10 month program, well, it was all day, every day. It wasn't like college where you went to the class in the morning and went and, you know, where I would go to class and go snowboarding in the afternoon or whatever. Like yeah. you were all day, every day you were committed to it. And then, at, you know, a lot of times you're there at night, like working on prints or 
whatever. So you got to just photo nerd out or photo dork out and like it was all it was. So you couldn't help but be stoked. I couldn't help but be stoked by it, you know? Like that's cool. Are any other kids that you went to school with still shooting or are you keeping contact with any of them? Yeah, there's there's some people that are, you know, that I you know, with Facebook and stuff, I don't really hang out with many people yeah. <laughs> there anymore, but there's you know um, I think there's like one guy, like buddy Brian Sekoulis, out in LA. Like he's doing some cool like stuff with, with still shooting film and Polaroids, and yeah, it's looking pretty. Rad. I've been seeing him on Instagram posting a bunch of that, and that's cool. Um, some other people like working in the business too. That's dope. When you were going to school there, what kind of like I mean, looking at your work now, I know you kind of do a lot of running and like athletic stuff, and you've done snowboarding photography for years. Um, what kind of stuff were you kind of shooting early on? I guess when you were, I guess in Hallmark and whatnot. Uh, well, I was, I shot snowboarding before I went to Hallmark just cause I, you know, I was doing it all the time and I liked, you know, liked photography. So I'd drag a, you know, camera up to the hill and, and take pictures of like at Killington, you'd get a lot of like some East coast pros. And then they used to have the U S open there back in the day. And like, so some people would come ride the pipe at Killington before the U S open. So I'd always try to get shots of those guys, the the big names in the business mm-hmm. and our uh, industry rather. And like, um, so I was doing that, but then I went to Hallmark and I just really kind of took advantage of exploring all the opportunities that photography had. Like I, I really got into shooting studio portraits and we did a lot of still life stuff. I was like, you could pick a path. I think it was like a commercial path or a portrait path, like kind of for like the people that do weddings and portraits. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got a mix of everything, so you know you know you knew how to light like that, you know headshot portrait, or you knew how to like mm. you know light a group family together and yeah yeah. Um, but I did a lot of still life stuff there, which is kind of funny. You know, it's like the opposite of snowboarding, right? Like your things <laughs> don't move and they're there, and you can I do use a lot of hot lights too, like oh, just really? long exposures and yeah. Yeah, man, it's kind of get creative with it. Yeah, still life. I mean, I can do it, but I don't. It's like a certain personality, I think, to be a great still life photographer. It's just like you have to be so precise. Oh, and- dude, you got to be patient. Like, I'm assisting <laughs> you, like, be on those shoots, and there'd be like an art director, like, I think we need to move this a little bit in here. And Break out the tweezers. <laughs> and, and, and you're like, dude, it doesn't matter. I don't know. In my opinion, that was like, I was like, you, you can fart around. And ultimately, they always go back to what it was. Can we get back to this? And you're like, oh, we had it there an hour ago. Like, you know, like. But, yeah. you know, God bless those people that do that. And it, it's like, and I, I'll shoot still lights for myself every now and then. I've done a few projects. Oh, yeah, that, definitely. Like, I'm not against it. I just, I know, maybe, maybe more like on a commercial basis. Like, I worked at Hasbro for like a, like a year in their in their studio photographing all the toys. And it was like, it, they would be like, not even the real toys. They'd be like prototypes. So they were extra like flimsy and they would fall apart. And then we have to like use like little like modeling glue to put them together. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like this, the most clunkiest person to begin with. Like my, <laughs> my menu dexterity is terrible and after a year i was like you know i learned a lot but i was like this isn't for me yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting um but did you kind of have like a goal in mind like what you wanted to do once you got out of hallmark what did you think you're gonna I, do i wanted to be like the next big snowboard photographer traveling the world mm. shooting snowboarding and you know um that never happened but i did get out and i shot a lot i mean i the year after well, right after Hallmark, I moved out to Portland, Oregon. Like the, I graduated on Friday, drove out there, and was there on Monday or Tuesday. Wow. And, and I worked with this uh, this guy Trevor Graves. Who oh, yeah. I don't know if you know Trevor, oh, yeah. but big, big time. He was like you know one of the early snowboarding photographers, and um, you know, I through in Hallmark we had this assignment where you had to interview a photographer that influenced you. Yeah. So while we were there, I called I finagled his number through some buddies or whatever somebody knew somebody who knew him and like we got his number i called him up and i said hey dude what are you doing on monday and he's like i don't know why i'm like i'm gonna come out there and interview you i bought like a a cheap ticket on like online had you had you known him no i didn't know him i just kind of took the risk and was like wow i'm gonna come see you on monday and we're gonna talk (laughs) and he's like okay and so i i flew out there and interviewed him for the weekend and then you know or, you know an afternoon or whatever and then came back and did my speech and but then we stayed in touch and when it was kind of getting towards the end of the year he, he reached out he was like hey when are you gonna come out and help out and i was like sick now I'll, I'll be there as soon as i can so i i drove out the monday after and or whatever the, that friday i left right after i graduated and drove out there and so I always stayed for the summer. I wasn't making, he was paying me yeah, yeah. a little bit of money and yeah. I wasn't making enough to kind of get by. And I ended up 
coming back to Boston, my one of my friends from photo school had a uh, was working as an assistant and and uh, his roommate moved out. He's like, "I'll come live here. I can hook you up with some photographers to work with." And so I, I did that. And that's pretty cool. It's like assisting and whatnot. I assisted for a long time. Uh, Do you remember kind of some of the photographers you assisted with a lot, or? Early on, I was a little bit of everybody in town and people from out of town. And then, yeah. you know, um, eventually I fell into a pretty good steady gig with uh, Joel Benjamin. Oh, yeah. Joel. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Joel is cool because he, well, one, he's a super nice guy. And so it wasn't like you weren't working for a dick because <laughs> there was a few of those along the way. Oh, yeah. I work for those guys. <laughs> and, and so, like, that was like, there's a few people that I, like, had bad experiences with that I kind of wish I'd toughed it out because they're brilliant photographers but yeah you know we're joel goes great because he shoots a little bit of everything in fashion he's just still life he does catalog stuff he, you know and so you got the experience of like doing the production and doing booking models and you know all the stuff that comes along with mm. seeing a job from beginning to end and uh, you know i did helped out with a lot of that stuff and you know i was just at joel's studio yesterday oh really and, you know we had lunch and i'm shot some copy photos of some stuff that I needed to get done. And yeah. so, yeah, it's just great, man. I kind of, I kind of miss it. <laughs> like, well, you know what I'm saying? I actually, I'll help him out every once in a while. Now, if I have nothing going on, like yeah. he'll call me, okay, you want to help out? I'm like, sure. Cause it's like, it's no pressure on me anymore. Yeah. I can carry a bag and yeah, set yeah. up lights and it's like, it's no, it's not the street on the street. Yeah, not that this is a stressful job, but it's less stressful when it's not your job. Oh yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> when you just have to move shit, set it up, and for me, like the thing I I liked about assisting was like just seeing how everyone like approaches their shoots and deals with the clients because everyone's different. Yeah, like working with like Tiber, and I worked. I think you worked with Gary sometimes. Did you work with? I helped Gary a few times when he was at Reebok, but not a ton. Yeah, but it was just like interesting to see how everyone operates because once you, as you know, once you kind of branch off on your own, now you're you're just on your own you gotta figure it out <laughs> yeah no that's a little, but just like all that production stuff and all that came in really it comes in handy now yeah and then how did you kind of make the transition from like assisting to start shooting on your own was it like kind of like a gradual thing for you were you kind of doing shooting a little bit or i had always been shooting my own stuff all along while i was assisting like i would get little editorial jobs here and there mm-hmm. um occasional you know commercial job it was never enough to like just say like all right i can't assist i can stop assisting and i can be full-time you know it took a long time for that for me and maybe that's my own it was my own thing i mean i have family to take care of and stuff and um yeah it's tough so you know it's a it's a wage and balancing that money thing but mm-hmm. um you know yeah so i'd always had a lot of like a stuff along the way but then i fell into this know, four or five years ago a couple of good gigs that kind of was like all right i don't i was too busy to be yeah helping out anymore and i just could start focusing on your own start thing doing my own thing full time and so i've been doing that for a while now that's cool do you remember kind of some of the first assignments you got like when you first started shooting i guess uh first assignment well yeah i mean i guess the first assignments were like you know i had one from like Transworld snowboarding to like go shoot like the u.s team at like Sunday River or something. It was kind yeah. of funny because I was still living back in upstate New York. I'd moved home for it a little bit. Yep. And uh, I was like, I, th- I thought the business was just like there was so much money and all this <laughs> stuff. And I was like, it was so funny. I, I wish I could have that invoice that I sent them that they sent me back. Like, hey, we're not paying for this and that and the other. Oh, like, really? It was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, it was just the like, here's, here's 300 bucks. <laughs> That's what it eventually became. They were kind of <laughs> decent paying for a little bit. And mm-hmm. then... Uh, I think the last time they called for me to do something, they're like, I don't know. I don't want to talk. Yeah, 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 it was just yeah, like yeah. a, it wasn't a lot of money to go. No, it's like st- a, no I know how it goes, it man. Like I started shooting skateboarding and I think there's a lot of parallels to skateboarding magazines and snowboarding because there's just less and less of them. Like now there's only, I think, two skateboard magazines. There's Thrasher and Transworld. And I think those are the last two. It was snowboarding. Uh, is it, was it Transworld snowboarding left now? And then. Oh, yeah, and the Transworld's left and they own Snowboarder, which was their kind of big rival for a long time or not rival, the other big magazine magazine and um now snowboarder does this kind of cool like they make like four issues a year or something like that and they only distribute them through shops yeah so you have to go to the shop and get them which is kind of cool like, yeah but, it's it's tough like i don't even like uh i i don't i don't think there's really that many like 
skate photographers even nowadays there's like a handful that do it full-time but it, it's a tough gig you really just gotta love it i guess the same thing with like snowboarding it's just there's yeah i feel like the guys that made it in snowboarding and like like tim zimmerman and jeff curtis and those guys like uh blotto like they fell in with like zims of the photographer for LibTech and, and mervin and gnu you know he he's the in-house guy there so he gets to go shoot a lot of that stuff and yep. um that you know blotto and adam moran and uh i think jeff curtis they were all in-house at burton for a long time mm. and you know even those guys have transitioned out of it because it, it, i think you know budgets have changed that snowboard industry is like way down yeah um they you know it's a there's print is <laughs> pretty much non-existent <laughs> i mean it's there but then everybody wants to share your stuff online and mm-hmm. so it's like you gotta there's not a lot of guys that have made it yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that try to shoot snowboarding and mm-hmm. try, try to do it, and then there's a handful that have like been able to make a great career out of it. Yeah, so envious of those guys. It's, it's cool yeah. life. Yeah, it's definitely cool. But I still every year it seems like you're still shooting snowboarding, just even for yourself. Sometimes it's still something you enjoy. I do. Yeah, I try to get out like uh, as much as I can, like like once a week now, maybe if I'm lucky, and um, get up to Vermont and play around. Like it's, it's dumping up there right now. Oh, <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah. I think they got like a. Yeah, you know, 14, 15 inches so far in this storm and uh, be up there tomorrow playing in it. <laughs> oh, damn. Do you have like a favorite mountain you like going up there? Uh, well, the last few years I've been doing this thing with uh, the tourism board, Ski Vermont, and I was able to go to whichever mountain I wanted in exchange for photos. Wow. Um, I don't have that this year. They kind of changed their plans, which happens, and that's cool. Yeah. But uh, yep. um, I bought a pass at Killington, um, so I'm riding there, and I, you know, I last couple seasons i've done some marketing work for okima mountain which is super fun and good crew and they've been using the photos really well it's awesome yeah and then uh just, you know, just try to get around where i can but it you know it's cost prohibitive sport so yeah, you gotta man. balance your money there so. that's the thing i mean i haven't been snowboarding years yet so it's such an investment especially living here because you got to drive like four hours and but it, it's fun once you get that like powder it's, it's a good time but yeah i mean well, it's fun it, i have a lucky to have a good group of friends too that like we get out and mm-hmm. you know have a good time and drink some beers and yeah have fun. that's cool man and like when you're shooting snowboarding like what's like what gear do you bring because that's like the thing <laughs> i when i look at snowboard photos i'm like so like amazed because like lugging that shit up a mountain then you're snowboarding yourself down it's cold and then you got all this camera gear how do you kind of when you're shooting snowboarding do you kind of have like a like a kit you kind of bring with you uh yeah i mean well it kind of depends on what i'm doing if i'm out with my buddies like a lot of time i'll just throw a point and shoot in my pocket or like i have a smaller sony that i'll i'll drag around yeah but if we're out trying to get shots or like marketing purposes or for you know a client or whatever or i'm just trying to get really good like i'm trying to get good shots for myself or whatever. I have a backpack full of gear, Canon, you know, 1DX, a 70-200, a fisheye. You know, I, I try to keep it minimal so it's not super heavy, but it's heavy. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just, you just do it's part of the game. It's not you're not getting the best riding in when you're riding with your backpack. Yeah. But, you know, I've had some good days with the backpack on too. Yeah, man, it's it's a grind. I remember like same thing with skateboarding. You're like skating around the city, your friends are this got their board, but then you got a big bag of gear and then like then it got like light stands with flashes and it's just like it's a lot of work. Oh, but yeah, I don't even like try not to use flashes much anymore. Like it's just you it's too much shit to drag around yeah you know unless it's like somebody's really asking for it and we can pull it up with sleds and stuff like that but and you don't even need it because i think looking at i was looking at some of the photos you had, i think maybe on your instagram or something like some of the coolest snowboard photos of this like 35 mil black and white like it could have been like a 50 I, I like like super gritty shit even when i shot film i would shoot like that kodak uh you know 3200 stuff and push it way like way out there and it gets super grainy and i like that stuff i like that look you know it doesn't work for everything but mm-hmm. and then with digital it's like you can shoot in the dark and <laughs> yeah, pretty much. make it black and white it looks <laughs> awesome you know like it's crazy but he, like you're saying you got the pentax k1000 sitting over there it's like mess around with film that's so something kind of fun for you you know i i that's funny my buddy gave me that i have a uh, my buddy Chip Allen, who's up in Vermont, and he's another photographer that I know through snowboarding, kind of the same era as me, and um, we hang out quite a bit, go snowboarding quite a bit now, and he he also learned with that camera, and he somebody gave him one, and then they gave him another one, and so he's like, here, dude, you have this one. <laughs> and so there's still a roll of film in it, that he, one he gave me, and I just pop a frame off every now and then, and then 
Um, you know, at some point I'll get it processed and print, but yeah. and there's like a, you know, on the rack over there is like I got a four by five and stuff too that. Yeah. It's, but, it's, it's funny now. Like when I think about, cause I like, like you, you grew up sh- shooting film too. And like, just to think about all the work you used to do, like you shot the film, then you had to go drop it off at a lab somewhere. Then you had to like, either like print it or scan it. Or put all the slides and sleeves. Yeah. Sleeve. Yeah. I don't even think of like sleeves. Especially with snowboarding. Cause you, you know, you miss a lot of stuff or whatever so i would sit there with a like a trash can to my left a light table and a loop and you look through like oh that's out of focus that one sucks that's the wrong didn't miss the grab or what do you know like and would throw away so much but then you sleeve them all up and you had to write on them and all the and then he'd put i'd put it in a binder and fedex it off yeah man hope it makes its way back at some point It's yeah. crazy. It's it, not Dropbox, that's for sure. Yeah, it's not Dropbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, for sure. And I guess, like, when you're kind of first starting out and you're trying to branch off on your own and try to find clients, like, how are you kind of getting your work out there, like, when you first started out? Like, were you kind of doing this emails or any, like, print uh, promotion? Or how are you kind of first getting those first, like, uh, assignments, I guess? Sure. Well, a lot of it, you know, was I would do the – I would send the, uh, print promos – um, I think one of them. I don't know if I have it around. I used to have one on my fridge, but I don't. I don't have it there anymore. Mm-hmm. It was uh, just like it was like a photo, and then it said like joshcampbell.com. Go now, and it was like <laughs> I would send that out. I think in fact one time I only sent out just to have the type on it, no photos. A black four by six postcard that said. One side said joshcampbell.com. The other side said go now. And, like, I sent that out. And it I had actually, no, no photo on it? it was no photo, yeah. And, like, I actually got calls from that. I was like, oh, maybe I should do that again. <laughs> but, like, Hell yeah, man. Like, I'm thinking I, in 2019, I'm already, I'm already planning some stuff. Because after, like, interviewing some photo editors, like, I interviewed Karen Frank from ESPN a couple weeks ago. Oh, listen, that was a good one. And she said, she's like, yeah, I don't really get that many print e- promos anymore. She's like, I love them. And I was like, damn, I'm going to start doing that. Because I think people kind of forget about it. Like, sometimes yeah it's i did like last last year the year before i did like this little magazine sent it out to like select uh yeah maybe 25 or 30 people yeah smart um i don't know if it yielded anything yet but you never know where that stuff goes they stick around it's like you know print hangs out you know and like yeah definitely emails don't they just go and yeah, if they, they even land, you know, they, they get <laughs> tossed away. It's sticking around. Yeah, it's like one of those things, like, I, I, I mean, I'm sure you've had the same experience where, like, you could send a promo, you don't hear anything, but then in, like, three years, you might get an email or call, like, hey, man, like, uh, we're doing kind of this job. Like, I've had that happen a few, couple of times. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's weird. You never know where a job's going to come from. I think it's kind of Yeah, it's great. All, I always say it's always a crapshoot. Like, you do all that stuff. You can send the promos and the emails. You and like, You know, I've done it all. Like, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, some of it, you met some guy at the coffee shop and he like yeah his needs a photographer for something exactly like, oh, okay cool like <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's so random how jobs come in it, it's interesting and you know one thing i always kind of ask people is like did it kind of take you a while to kind of find your like uh photographic style or aesthetic the way you shoot like looking at your website now like it looks like you shoot a lot of natural light um for the most part um have you always kind of shot that way or did it kind of take you a while to kind of find your it took forever (laughs) and it really kind of bothered me for a long time to try to because i wanted to have a style that was my own but i for years was like try i would copy other people's stuff and try to light lit stuff forever and drag lights around forever because i wanted to have that cool light and it was like it always felt like a lot of work especially like editorially like dragging lights around and stuff and no assistant and like i would knock light stands over and break equipment because you know and it was like well for 500 bucks is it worth it to be knocking over this two thousand dollar light like yeah uh no like and so eventually i just kind of let's just shoot natural light it looks timeless anyway yeah and you know it's easier <laughs> so i kind of fell into that but i but yeah for a long time it was just like i'm gonna light stuff i'm gonna be a studio guy i'm gonna try this i'm yeah. gonna try that and um you know i've kind of fallen into just i 
take the camera reflector. <laughs> yeah. Know? But that being said, I do light stuff when oh, I yeah, need definitely. to, and yeah, you know, yeah. we rent the gear and and do it up. But yeah, you know, yeah, it's tough, man. I, I struggled myself for a long time, and yeah, because I've always envious because like you know some people that you can just look at their work and it's just so distinct, and it's like it's 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 subtle, but it's like it's hard to do, and it takes. It, I think it just takes time. It took me a long time to figure out how I approach it. You know. Yeah. Oh, well, I think too. Like it's like you know, photography is a bunch of choices, right? Like you get to choose like, what lens am I going to use? What aperture? What, you know, how's this going to affect that? What light? Where am I going to put them? All that stuff. And I don't guess the, the more I did it, the more I was choosing the same kind of things and like, like, oh, I like this. And there's also like the choices afterwards. How am I going to tone this? Or, yep. you know, what am I doing in, in, you know, on the computer? And, you know, eventually it just became like, oh, I'm doing the same thing all the time. Like, oh, and it clicked at one point like oh i think i finally have my style yeah even though i don't know it could change any time now like i just started shooting some stuff for like on camera flash which i yeah, always kind of poo-pooed but like yeah. i was doing it like oh that's kind of cool like it's like an, it's like a new chapter yeah. it's like it's like trying some new stuff and it's like the the longer you stay in the game and you keep shooting more like your portfolio keeps building and then you kind of you can edit it down and you kind of have this body of work yeah i mean it's it's yeah, style. I think style's ever evolving. So mm-hmm. you, you know, if you get stuck in one, I like. I always find it weird. Like those guys. Like I love the shots. Like I love like, Avedon's into the West. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, on white, and it's like. But how boring would it be to shoot on white all the time? Like do the same thing all the time, and like, or like, uh, guys like, like I love Platon's work too. You know, yeah. like the you know. The wide angle, like the wide so, angle, tight face shots, you know, and it's like it's cool, but like, do you get bored of that? Like, yeah, you, you I think, get to a point where you're just like, oh, I gotta do another one of these like tight face shots. I don't want to do it, but that's what the client wants, or yeah, I, think, I don't know, maybe or maybe you can still get super stoked on it, and I, I, I don't know, just for me, it's like it's nice to mix it up. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, I think about that too a lot. I a lot of, like those guys who do this certain thing. One guy who I really admire, I think it's so smart, is that guy Martin Schuler. Because he shoots on location, but then he has that one thing, you know, like he does those tight faces where he shoots the Kino flow. Sure. And it's like his signature thing. And he gets called for that, but then he also gets called for the other. So it's almost like, yeah. It's smart. It seems like smart to have like your one thing, like where it's like. Uh, and, and sure, he probably got lucky with that one yeah, too. Like, yeah. oh, he did one cool, and somebody's like, hey, do that again. And then, and then they keep going. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do more of these, but uh, who knows how that works? Yeah, you should be a good interview. You should interview that guy. Hey, man, I'll try. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. And, you know, one thing I was curious about talking to you, I talked to you like a month ago when we got beers and uh, you do a little bit of stock photography. I was yeah. wondering if you could like talk a little bit about that, like how you kind of started doing that and like how it kind of works, like how you kind of do it. Sure. I Well, stock photography, something that I got into uh, maybe five years ago, six years ago, and I wish I'd been doing it all along. I should have been doing it. I think every photographer, especially now that the value of photography is not as high as it used to be and budgets are lower and all that stuff. It's like an added revenue stream and it's not a ton of money right now for me, but it's money that comes in and you're just like, it's coming in and I'm not like sitting there peddling it or anything, you know, it's, it, it, it's good. Um, lucky to have a great agency, Aurora photos out of Portland, Maine. Mm. And I'm actually talking with the crew at Adobe about jumping on with them too. Wow. Um, in addition to it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been good. It's like started off with like, oh, what do I have that I could get model releases for? Because I never would get model releases, and that's a requirement. Um, I yep. always used to just shoot, but like shoot with a lot of friends. So it's like, hey, we sent a release for this stuff, and yeah. and then now it's like, um, I do a lot, just a lot of like shoots with people that either are like influencers or they want need photos for their Instagram or they want to be a model and they need they want fitness shots or whatever they reach out and i'm just like all right cool you know i charge them a little bit for those shoots but give them a deal to sign a model release so i get like the double whammy yeah and get them in you know hopefully eventually those shots sell somewhere you never know but and how does that relationship work like you said you you're you partner with aurora photos which is like a stock agency were you kind of seeking that out or do they kind of contact you or how did that kind of relationship work yeah i'm not sure how they found me but they reached out to me um i don't know if it was you know saw some editorial shot used to do a lot of runner's world stuff Mm. they're an outdoor uh you know, photography their stock photography agency that kind of concentrate on active lifestyle stuff so 
kind of is right in line with what I do. Um, That's cool. And will they will they kind of like give you input like, hey, you should try to get photos of this because we could probably sell it to the X, Y, and Z client or not so much? Yeah, no, there's good feedback. They send it around a thing like every quarter to like, hey, we need this, you know, these kind of photos if you're planning out your next couple stock shoots that always give us a call they're always like i'll call this guy larry and larry will kind of give you some feedback and yeah um that's smart man i i, I it's something that i've never really done I, I and it's stupid i should do more like i should do more of that because it's like as you know photographers sometimes there's down times and it's like you can use that time like to exactly and and like well and for a long time like because i was shooting all kinds of different stuff and i would shoot for myself while assisting even if it wasn't for work right like you're still got to stay active keep making shots and mm-hmm. i would have things um just sitting there and they're just sitting on a hard drive or whatever and it's like they've got value somebody might want them like H- hell so yeah get that stuff out there do you want me to quiet the dog down so I, oh sure i guess all right all right <laughs> pause, <laughs> pause we'll be right we're back now with josh campbell right, thanks for the dog break no nope. it's a little chatty <laughs> no problem um but yeah, that's really interesting with the stock photography. Like I was saying, I, sh- I should do more research about it, and uh, but that's cool. And you know, one one shoot I was really excited to talk to you about uh, is you photographed Tom Brady for I believe it was for Aston Martin. Yeah, I was curious like how that kind of came about and how how was that experience shooting the the goat as they say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I had a, a good experience shooting him. Um, I had actually I. That came about because I did some photographs for his book, the TB12 method. I did a lot of the, we set up a seamless and did a lot of the exercise. Wow. Step-by-step shots for that. I didn't photograph him for his book, but the, you know, the trainers and stuff doing their thing. Yeah. And then they reached out. They had this opportunity where he partners with Aston Martin and they were going to release these two new cars that they shipped over <laughs> and we're at his house and it's <laughs> kind of insane. Did you get to drive the, did you get to drive the, I, I didn't, I didn't drive them. No, they, they, surprisingly they shipped them to keep the weight down. They didn't put a lot of fluids in them. Mm-hmm. And so he started them up. They sounded like shit. Oh, really? and so like, I was like, I one, they're worth so much money. I'm like, I'm not moving it anyway. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the guy, the guy that hired me moved them and it was, uh, Mm. He was like, I hope nothing bad happens to it, but yeah. You know. And I think I was talking to you before, like you, you said that shoot, you really didn't have that much time to shoot him. Like he kind of came towards the end of the day, like how- yeah, like I I scouted it a few days before, and I was like, oh, the light is going to be awesome at this time. We shot it all natural light, and it was like, let's let's do it this time. And they're like, oh yeah, that should work. You know, he's got practice. He'll come home from practice. Well. I don't know if he got stuck in traffic, practice ran late, whatever. He comes rolling in. We're like, dude, go change. Like, get out here. Like, and we shot the, we had two different cars to shoot. And, you know, we shot the first one and kind of took our time with it. And then it was like, we really need to hustle on the second one. So go change fast. Yeah. You know, but he's like, his kids are there who he's like super great dad. And he's interacting with his kids. And I'm like, hey, man, like, (laughs) we're going to run out of light. (laughs) Like, we got to do this quick. And so we got the second car in, like, Rape of in the nick of time breaking down in the dark you know yeah how long do you think you because i looked looking at the photos you did two cars and then he had two different outfits like how long did that shoot take to do that you think actual shooting yeah uh, i don't know half hour 45 wow minutes. that's amazing man you got that much out of it because looking at your website i was like man looking at it, i was like oh you probably spent like a few hours shooting him or something because the amount of yeah, setups i mean I, I could be wrong i don't really remember kind of like i just get into what i'm doing and the time doesn't yeah you know as long as i can get the shots and i was <laughs> i was more worried about like shit are we gonna have to come back the next day and like shoot this other car is he gonna even be around and yeah like, you know like so it was like yeah the, i wanted to get it in that one window so we didn't have to like make it harder for him and yeah. harder for us and all the whole deal no nah, it was good stuff man it's like working like because as you know like some of these shoots you don't get a lot of time is that something like uh how do you kind of approach those shoots where you know you're not going to get a lot of time it's, it's, i like not having a lot of time because it's like well, you, first off shooting snowboarding and like running it's like you have to get that one moment right like so you work fast like you know we used to shoot street spots and snowboarding you try to get in and out like quick so you don't get busted or whatever yeah so you i'm used to just Let's go in, get it done, get out. Like, yeah. Um, I, yeah. When I was assisting, a lot of photographers would, I, I, not a lot, some of them would like try to milk out the day because they think that's what the client wants or yep. whatever. And I never made sense to me. It's like, oh, we're, we're here to get these photos. Let's get these photos. And then when we're done, we're done. And let's go have the rest of our life. Yeah. So we're not, I don't know. I like the, I like, 
no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same way, man. Yeah. Like, I actually have, like, this, the opposite problem where, like, when I do have a lot of time, I'm like, I actually, it actually is more of a challenge. Like, what am I going to do with all this time? Yeah, I'll go, let's fiddle to that light again or whatever. <laughs> it's like, it just seems silly to me. It's like, we're here to get the shots. Nobody wants to waste time either, I don't think. So. Yeah, and the good thing, the way you shoot, like you say, you shoot a lot of natural light, so it's like you can work quick and do a lot more setups in a, in a short amount of time. Oh, yeah, I think and I think that really helps with clients now. Or You know, everybody wants a library of stuff, right? So it's not, you used to go do a handful of shots in a day, and now it's like you're doing a bazillion, but natural light and light, like we can move quick and say all right we got this one let's go do this other one like and move on and yeah that, that seems to be really helpful yeah definitely that's it's interesting and you know another thing that you've done a lot over your career is uh you shoot a lot of running photography i was wondering how you kind of got into doing that because i know from talking you've done a lot of running photography for nike and all types of stuff but how did you kind of first get into shooting running yeah, because I'm not a runner. Yeah. Um, I mean, I ran a few 5Ks after I started shooting it to kind of relate to the people that I'm photographing, but um, I'm not a runner. But I, the way I got into that was like I started off shooting snowboarding, wasn't really making any money at it. Yep. I wanted this to be my career. I was like, who's got money? Like, oh, shoe companies, athletic clothing companies. And I, you know, I, it's funny, I have like an old... A sketchbook and I read used to write down like my goals and stuff in it and I had like a list of clients that I want to work for this this and this company and like I found it a few years ago when I was moving and I was like oh I've worked for three out of the four companies that I wanted to to work with that on this list that's pretty amazing like hell yeah um so yeah so I started taking pictures of runners and then I kind of got in with runners world for a little while mm-hmm. um and did some stuff with them and uh was shooting more running and then I kind of I had this good really cool gig with Nike photographing their run club here in Boston and I was like documenting it really and sharing those photos with the people participating to share on social media and and all that which is a kind of interesting grassroots way of doing it and also I think it's Nike's way of collecting uh, a lot of photos consumer info and (laughs) and emails and stuff but it was like I was shooting quite a bit of it and you know chasing runners around town on my bike and like jumping off my bike and whipping the camera out and shooting and jumping back on and hustling around yeah that's what I was going to say because like I, I was always looked at those photos for years, and I was like, "How the fuck does he do this?" Because like, like is that what you do? You kind of bring your bike and like while <laughs> running, get in front of them, shoot some, get in front of them. Yeah, they would map out the where they were supposed to run. It didn't always work out, but I'd have a map of where they were going to be running, and then I would cut corners and get in front of them. And like, and after a while, it became routine, and I kind of knew where the good spots were. It was like. You also had to figure out because some of it was at night and it's like I wasn't lighting it. It was just like crank the ISO and and but find some good light somewhere. So it kind of made you find good light quick and made you make you make split second decisions all the time until it became habit. And it's like all right, I know camera set where I'm gonna shoot it and I'm gonna go this spot, this spot, and this spot. And then I'm gonna try this next time. I was constantly thinking about how to make it different so they weren't always getting the same Yeah, kind of like keep like challenging yourself. We did it for a couple of years, so it was like the same routes. It's like, well, I don't want to be bored with the photos and I don't want the people looking at them to be bored with them either. So we just, yeah. you know, constantly trying new stuff. Some stuff worked, some stuff didn't, but. Yeah, that's really interesting. You, you basically can't, became a part of like the Boston running, uh, I guess, like what do you call the it? Scene, like, yeah, the scene, yeah. The running scene, you don't run, but you're like, you know everyone in the running yeah, scene. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. And it, it's funny because Boston's such a transient town too with like all the college kids and, and all that stuff. I went to shoot something for them, not to, like not for Nike, but for the Heartbreak Hill Running Company. It's a local shop. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a different crew of people around. You're like, oh, well, these people moved on, and these, yeah. there's a few people that are still here. But yeah. you know, it's a pretty interesting crew. It's kind of it's uh, the same mentality as snowboarding, just a different sport. You know? Yeah. Um, what do you, What do you think it is? Because like, what is it about like sports and athletics? What do you think you enjoy about shooting that stuff? Because obviously, you shoot snowboarding, running, and all types of different sports. What do you think kind of drew you to that kind of photography? You think that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I think it was initially started out just like i wanted to make cool photographs of my friends mm-hmm. um which i still like i still really enjoy making cool photographs with my friends and i do it as often as i can yeah um and then you know it's like like i said i tried to find a, where's there some money involved in this but then just capturing that moment that inspires people like hopefully yeah. i hope that's what the photos do <laughs> and i hope that some, somebody's like damn that running shot makes me want to go run or yeah you know that person lifting weights well i want to go work out i want to get up and do something not just be a couch potato or watch tv you know like i hope that's what the 
the yeah. impact of the photos are. I don't know if that's what it is, but no, definitely it has like a like an energy to it. That stuff, like I really like the running club stuff because it did seem like real, a little more like raw, not so much stylized, like as if it was like models. But like that, that's the thing I kind of enjoyed about it. it was like real action, like real people doing real things, and then you know the authenticity is really there because I was really in it and like chasing them around, yeah. laying on the ground in the, in the rain and, and all types. Yeah, in the rain in the snow. I mean, there was. One of those shoots I remember I tell this story a lot is like it was it was a day like today where I was like in the thirties, yep. pouring down rain and like and I'm out there on my bike and I was soaked in the first five minutes and I knew I was gonna be out there for like an hour or something. And it's like you know, you just push through and you do it and you know but i was like with that it's like the shitty weather made for cooler photos hell yeah like and i saw you we were both shooting the boston marathon this oh, yeah, last that year day too. which was literally i'm not even joking that was like some of the hardest rain i've ever seen in my life oh, yeah, was, i'm not even exaggerating say, it was it was raining hard or it was raining really fucking hard <laughs> that's how i described that day and it was so cold i mean those runners man like savage more power to them to like not just just to go out for a run on that day, let alone run 26 miles. Like, this is insane. And like you said, it's like, those are the days when it sucks, but you got to grit it out as a photographer. Cause that's where you're going to get those interesting photos. Cause a lot of people are going to be like, I'm not going out for that shit. Yeah. And that's what, and that's when you kind of like get some, I got really good photos that day sucked. I was completely cold. My fucking socks are wet, but I got some really cool photos out of it. Yeah. It, it's, the shitty weather makes for cooler stuff, man. Like, yeah, definitely. And uh, another thing, it was really cool. I saw on your website, you you put, I thought it was really smart, where you kind of put on your website, it was like any, if it was like any fitness models uh, or like trainers or bloggers looking for um, photos, you kind of put on there and you kind of, did you kind of have some um, success kind of marketing your, that way, just to people kind of looking for photos and stuff? I don't know if there's much success with it. I mean, there was for a while and it hasn't. Mm. hasn't happened in a while there was a lot a lot of i would get emails all the time of like hey i want to be a fitness model can we do a shoot hey i want to work with your messages on instagram and stuff and i got honestly i put together that because i got sick of typing the same email back and forth <laughs> yeah so i was like here just go here to this thing this explains how i do it mm -hmm. and you know it's not free i'm not just going to show up and take your photo like yep. this work and yep I get paid to do this and like this is what it costs but yeah no know. I think it's smart man like really kind of targeting like an audience because you already built this portfolio and people started seeing your photos it's like I think I think it's smart I, I got to get better at kind of doing that and kind of like targeting where where your work can go you know yeah it was just another avenue that I saw like maybe could be a revenue stream it, and, and it has brought in some money it's not like big money but you know every once in a while those people reach out and you're like yeah this is what I do this is what it costs it's like it it's not like making it up as you go, you know, it's just like all organized and they get, it's straightforward to them so they can decide like, oh, is this worth it for me to spend what he wants or is it not worth it to me? And like some people choose to do it, some people choose not to, but then I'm not emailing back and forth the whole time. Wasting, with it. wasting your time. Puts yeah. the ball in their court really yeah. quick. And <laughs> no, nah, definitely, man. It's smart. Time is money. <laughs> yeah. I'm just typing the same shit over and over again. It's old, man. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I talked to a lot of photographers. Like, nowadays, it seems like a lot of people are doing, like, motion work on top of their stills. Have you, have you ever felt, like, any pressure to have to, like, jump into that realm at all or not so much? Or you... Yeah. I, I, I think that... Well, I've, I've played around with it a little bit and he made like, just go make little videos with my friends or whatever. My brother works, he lives in Chicago and, and is a video guy. Like that's what he does. And so like whenever I, those things do come about, like I've had a few assignments where they're like, you need to interview this guy on video too. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. No problem. Yep. And I have no, you know, like not no clue, but yep. just I needed to learn. And so I'd learn how to do that stuff really quick and there's some stuff that crosses over and then there's other stuff that doesn't. And to me, it's a, it's weird because it's like, you can't, it's hard to do both. Well, yeah. so it's like in without a big budget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you can do them both well, but you need the money to like put the team together and all this stuff. And so I, I do think there is a market for smaller video that, that I haven't really explored, but like, I think, a lot of people need content now, right? And mm -hmm. and photos, you're creating the photos for that stuff. I think there's market to create little short videos for, you know, without a huge production to, to go along with that. And I'd like to explore that more, but it, yeah, it's, it's you, a, like I said, it's another learning curve. And yeah, it's another, you're, you're right. There is, there is definitely a market for that. I've done a little bit of it, but I really haven't spent the time to try to market it because there's obviously, there's like the big production stuff where they're shooting a commercial, but then there's like, 
like even like I've done some small videos for like companies internally yeah. and it's not like a huge production. It was like me, one assistant. It wasn't like the craziest production, but it was like, there definitely is a market for that. There's like you said, it's just like companies want content. You know, there's so much stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it, I don't know. It's a weird time, but it, it I, you know, I've shot video stuff before. I took some video classes in college and stuff. So it's interesting to me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, uh, I'm still trying to get this photo thing to be like yeah, better, you know, <laughs> it's always like a constant, I, growing thing with the photo business it's like i try to nurture another thing like there's only so much time in the day yeah i mean and uh, you know i would like to do it though that so don't count me out on it and yeah. i don't market myself as like yeah. i do video too or any exactly. of that stuff like yeah. if they ask i you know if it works for me i can do it and mm-hmm. if i know think i can pull it off with their budget i'll, I'll certainly do it because i definitely have friends that yeah you know can do audio and friends that can yeah it's it kind of and, building, building yeah. the team of like people that can help you produce it um right. yeah i'm kind of in the same boat um and you know one thing i was kind of interested in talking to you about like you i know you do a lot of stuff for a bunch of different commercial clients like tb12 and all different things um usage uh, I was kind of curious to hear your perspective. Like, do you find that, do you find that uh, clients a lot of days are now, they, they want it all. They want, it's not even like usage. Like it used to be sometimes like you work with an advertising agency. They were like, we want to use these photos for two years for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But do you find with the clients you're working with now, it's just basically they just want rights forever. Pretty much. Everybody wants rights. They want rights, exclusive rights and rights forever. And part of that I think is I ran into this, kind of like the last job I was doing usage with, right? Like, because one, I always found that confusing and like, and is no real, maybe there's clear ways to other people. I never learned that clear way. So, um, but I had this experience where a client had only paid for, you know, online usage. They didn't pay for any print or any, you know, billboard or any any out of home stuff or any of that extra stuff. It was just strictly like, we're going to use this online and social media. Yep cool and then i was like on an airplane once and i picked up outside magazine and i'm flipping through and i was like oh damn they used my photo in print and they used it three times the same photo like they bought these extra flaps and all this stuff wow and i was like i was so bummed and i kind of reached out and i said you know i looked up i went online looked up what the ad buy was for that and you know i I reached out and said like you get this wasn't part of the deal and you know i need you to pay me x amount and they did yep and then as they explained it to me, it's like those photos are sitting on a hard drive somewhere. People come and go from that company. They don't know what the usage is like, you know, and there's a lot of young kids coming in and out that don't even like usage is something that they don't even understand. Like that wasn't nobody taught them or they learned about it. Yeah, because basically the idea of usage, I think, is to basically it, it's to, it's to help phot- photographers because if every photographer is just giving their stuff away forever, there's no incentive for, for companies to hire you for another shoot. Kind of like that's kind of I feel like part of it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. But it's also like they have a shelf life now because everything goes. Yeah, like, that's true. You know, recent shoots that I've been building these libraries for, they're like burning through the photos really fast. Yeah. And like, you know, they're gonna need more in a month or two. You know, it's like that's where you kind of make up for that. I think. Like, mm-hmm. I, I hope that's where you make up for that. Yeah. Um, the you know like the life of it's just not there like it was before yeah it kind of you know like we were talking about stock it's like i wish because also the deal was with usage too is like at some point you could license those somewhere else right Mm -hmm. and now it's like everybody wants to own these things forever it's like i the stuff i do for clients is really hard to like use for something else because so it's like i would love to like stuff that when the clients don't with it to say all right like this can i'll scrub all those logos and yeah like the tv12 stuff you could use for even that like there's a ton of great running stuff from from nike that just like it's can't do anything with it just sitting there you know because and they're never going to use it again and it's like yeah it's hard it's hard because you want to just be like here you look at all this stuff use it like uh, you know this could be whatever but yeah it's it's tough man balance that relationship yeah is that something you had you've had to deal with i had to deal with like uh before like uh, someone using your photo without your permission like i know i've had it happen i've had a few few places do it yeah it's called them on it and got paid for it yeah and it's hard to call them on it because it's like uh, you know for me even it's like the same as like when people are paying you super late. It's mm-hmm. like, this is a relationship, right? So you want to keep this relationship going. You want the repeat business. It, that, yeah. That's the hard part is because it puts you in this position, like as if like you're being the jerk, but, it, but it's like yeah. the way I look at it is this is a business, Yep. you know? And like, I'm pretty laid back for almost everything, but mm. like, 
you know, I've got bills to pay. Exactly. Got, you know, they're like, same as them. So you just call and say like, hey, look, you didn't have permission to use this. Yep. You know, let's work out a fair price. Yep. And, you know, it works out. Yeah, I, I think I mean, that, Nobody's been a real dick about it. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, you don't, I think that, I think, ruined, the, I think I've worked with those companies again in those exactly. electrics again, so it's not like I think the main, big a deal. The main thing, at least I've learned is like, all right, it's happened to me. The main thing is like, obviously you're frustrated don't call those companies up raging. It's more like it's calm, just be professional, and and that's how you work through those situations. In, yeah. in my experience, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's you know, yeah. you're never gonna you're gonna go what is it saying like yeah, catch more flies with honey. Than, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you can't you can't be a dick because it just it's yeah. gonna come back to haunt you. Yeah. Nobody wants to work with that guy. Exactly. I don't think I don't want to work with like people that are yeah. jerks too. You know, and it's like yeah, I want to be. And you want the easy keep- guy that that's like I solved their problems exactly. You know, it's like if I have a problem, I hope they'll you'll work with me on it. You know, and you want to keep working and, with those clients because yeah. and it's a learning thing too. I I feel like it keeps bringing me to the point where like oh I need to just spell this out clearer at the beginning mm-hmm. rather because I I am pretty laid back with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and, and so if I didn't spell it out clearly enough or like so I try to be better about that definitely going forward and you know it's a constantly. I'm still learning all this stuff and I've been doing it for a long time and it keeps changing and you got to learn more and all that stuff. Hell so. yeah, man. I feel the same way. Like you just learn, the longer you do it, you learn more and more and cause you have more experience and you kind of learn from your past mistakes and you just kind of keep building at it, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, but I guess, uh, to wrap up, I guess like you've been doing this for a while. Like, what do you kind of enjoy about it? What kind of keeps you going? Uh, what do you kind of love about it? Cause as you know, this business is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's brutal, man. I mean, I, like I, I constantly think about like what else would I do if I didn't do this? And I, I, and you know, it's definitely like I could be doing a lot of other stuff that makes a lot more money and, and I, and I might venture out <laughs> and do some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll always shoot photos, mm-hmm. um, is what I do. I don't really know anything else. So it's like, if I do go do something, I'll, I have to go learn all over again, mm-hmm. but this is all I know is what I do. It's like, yeah, I'm shooting photos, whether it's, for a client or for me or like just walking down the street and like the light's cool there. I'm taking a photo of that. Like it, it's just bi- built into me at this point. And I don't know if that sounds dorky or cliche. No, but man, it's I feel just the like, same way. Like, I don't it, it's just, but it's, it's, that's what I do. So it's like, I think that I think about this a lot and it's like the, the career of photography, one, it's got a short lifespan. I think it's not, it's a hard business to do forever. Mm-hmm. It's a dumb business yeah. because you're never going to, it's you doing it and you're never going to be able to build a business and sell the business or make money off it. From, like, like other businesses, it's not like, you know, it's way outside the, the spectrum of a normal business and, uh, it's hard. It's hard to keep up, but you know, I, I keep going and you it's know, like, like, it's a lot of lows, but then you get this one high where you get a job where you're like really psyched on it. And then it's like, I feel like that's what keeps you going. Like, it's like, yes, I got, I got a little more or, fuel or, to the tank. You know, it's a good job where it's like, Oh, I made some cool photos. Exactly. That, you know, people respond to you and then that makes you feel good too. And so, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, I won't be doing it. I will always be shooting photos. I don't know if I'll always be in the business of photography. I think there's a good way to put that. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and I guess this for going forward, I guess 2019, anything uh, you're hoping to work on? Anything kind of in the mix? or? Um, yeah, I've been doing some like fun stuff that's kind of outside of the sporty stuff lately. Like, I've been helping out the crew at Dana-Farber photographing some patients wow. and, and uh, that sort of stuff, which... It's a good eye opener and kind of gives you some perspective on life is like, you know, I say as crazy as my life is, which I've got a lot of craziness in my personal life. You know, it's not that crazy. I'm not taking somebody in for treatment or going to treatment myself. And, and, you know, to have those conversations with those people and to make some cool photographs of them is a really cool opportunity. And I hope I can keep doing that with them and maybe explore more of that aspect of photography too. Like, you know, I'm, I do market myself for sports and you know the active lifestyle stuff but i'll, I'll shoot anything man I, I i like shooting photos and it's like if you want me to come shoot it i'll come shoot it you know hell yeah well uh josh thanks so much man and uh for people listening like where's the best place to check out your work oh yeah joshcampbell.com campbell's like the soup c-a-m-p-b-e-l-l and uh josh campbell photo on instagram and yeah perfect man i'll link it and people can go check it out and uh thanks so much man yeah thanks dude thanks for having me and keep up the good work on this podcast you're doing a lot of cool interviews with a lot of people and it's it's 
I find it really interesting to hear what everybody has to say and like how you know nobody has the answer, so we're all fumbling through. Everyone's so banging cool. their head against the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's cool, man. Keep up the good work. All right, thanks, man. Thank you. So there you have it. That was the Josh Campbell interview. I want to thank Josh so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with him about all his work and every everything he's done within photography, his snowboarding photography, and getting to shoot Tom Brady and all the different athletes he's worked with. Uh, definitely really enjoyed speaking with him. Uh, so definitely go check out Josh's website at joshcampbell.com as well as his Instagram at joshcampbellphoto on Instagram. And as always, I'll be having a weekly podcast every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as my website, alexgarnierphoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgarnierphoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.